Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. This is Ford in Vegas, a true crime podcast for the ages with two friends who hate each other. I'm Ford. And I'm Vegas. Vegas, you, you didn't do my megaphone this week, you, you, you. Uh, no, nah, I didn't like it last week. You. I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll get this right out of the way. We'll get this done and out of the way quickly. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and don't forget to like the video. Also, if you're on the go, you can subscribe to this show as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening to the podcast, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And if you want to watch this show, you can do so at FordInVegas.com and then click on the YouTube link. This show in podcast form is also ad-free for just $3 a month, which goes to supporting the show, you simply go to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash Ford in Vegas. And if you want to buy a Ford in Vegas shirt, you can do so at shopfordinvegas.com. For the ladies out there and for the men, really, we recommend Premium Soft. It's a little extra on the money side, but the quality side is way up so premium soft highest quality and we have a brand new flamingo shirt that i love and i can't wait to buy this friday because vegas there is a sale a 20 percent off sale using the code america 22 starting on friday you can save 20 percent at our store shop and you could follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at FV True Crime. So now that all that's out of the way, Vegas, yes. how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm having a little earpiece issues. The FBI is not uh, communicating with me in the earpiece like they normally do. So I guess it could be good or bad, but uh, we'll figure that out. No big deal. We're close enough. You have a loud enough voice. Trust me, I hear it all the time. Kind of annoying, but uh, that's idea. You can't with it. hear me? No, no, it, it's going in and out. There's a connection uh, issue. Uh, not not that the volume's an issue, just the connection's an issue. Like the connection with your ear? Yes. So no, it no, keeps the, falling no. out of your ear? No, no, the connection with the audio. Oh. Like not, not my volume. Like I can't hear at all in my ear. Is the earpiece broken? I don't know. It, because when I move it, when I move this a little bit, I can hear it. So, you huh. know, maybe that maybe there's just a little issue. I don't know. Not a big deal though. I you're loud enough. We have a big 
show tonight. We have the latest on the Caitlin Armstrong case. We have a story uh, about a man who beat his girlfriend to death. It's disgusting. We got a grandma who solves her own murder. I'll tell you how that's possible. Emmett Till is in the news. And uh, we got a cold case. And then on the non-true crime portion of the broadcast, we have Raging Robs here. We got Vegas's Quick Hits. And we also have Vegas's Mug Shot of the Week, a, a segment that um, received a lot of love, which is why we stopped doing it. And we're bringing it back tonight. That's yes. Anything that's good, we get rid of. Yes. That, but uh, that's why you're still here, because you're not good. We take it away from you. And then we decide when we want to bring it back to you. Yes, that's why you're still here, because you're not good. For the fourth straight Ford in Vegas show, we are starting it with Caitlin Armstrong. And unfortunately, this was probably the last week, Vegas, because it was announced earlier today that the U.S. Marshals Sorry, the U.S. Marshals announced earlier today that Caitlin Armstrong has been captured. Gotcha, bitch. That's right. That's right. She has been captured in Costa Rica, living at the beach in a hostel. But they got her. And uh, the manhunt is over. She's now going to be extradited back to the States where she will face her day in court. So I figured what we'll do here is we'll turn it over to the U.S. Marshals out of Texas. He gives us a speech. He lets us know uh, how we got here how they got her and he asks some questions from some media that was there as well. So we have that loaded up and then we'll come back after we hear from him and um, we'll discuss. All right. Sounds good to me. All right. Let's hear from this U S marshal out of Texas. What took you guys off to it? So really it was investigative work this particular case where, you know, we were looking for that direction of travel. And earlier this week, we were able to, you know, factually say uh, that Caitlin Armstrong boarded the flight out of Newark uh, International Airport there in New Jersey uh, and landed there in Costa Rica. Uh, we were able to get that factual information with the assistance of Homeland Security Investigations. Uh, we were able to determine she boarded the flight with a fraudulent passport. Um, with that fraudulent passport was very particular to her as far as physical descriptions that were closely matched. She used that document uh, to obtain that flight to get to Costa Rica, um, and it was also confirmed uh, by di diplomatic uh, security that she also used that there uh, when she arrived in Costa Rica. Uh, so that really started to speed up the process to where it was key of having this case with the Marshal Service upgraded to a major case because now we have the valuable asset of our international operations branch to really streamline that communication uh, with foreign nationals there in Costa Rica. And what I talk about streamline is I like to compare it with analogy of it's really like going to a theme park and getting a fast pass. You cut the line because you need something expeditedly. And that's really the key advantage with the Marshal Service of having 
this case upgraded to a major case. Uh, that's really the type of division that is in place uh, that was founded in 1985 to really assist Marshall's top 15 cases uh, to where we've been able to also have results on that. So we go back to that, that model of those assets uh, and those resources, uh, as well as investigators and task force officers that continue day in and day out to work this case for 43 days straight uh, to where really they forfeited their, their holidays, uh, their weekends, uh, to really face the challenge uh, and be the difference in bringing uh, Caitlin Armstrong into custody uh, to where she can face justice here um, in the future here in Travis County uh, for the charge of murder. And also the, the warrant that was fired, uh, filed here as well uh, with the assistance of the U.S. Attorney's Office for that unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. What can you tell us about that fraudulent passport? Was it real and will anybody else be facing charges in connection to that? So I won't comment too much on that passport as to what name it was under because it's still an ongoing investigation and we want to bring those facts that we've learned and that we soon discover more of uh, to our prosecutors in this case. Uh, but I will tell you that that passport uh, was a uh, it was a passport that was issued to someone else uh, that was in very close uh, physical description uh, that could really that she used because she looked very similar to that individual. Uh, so that was the fraudulent use of it, uh, but it wasn't fraudulent in itself because it was issued to a specific individual. Uh, but she used that to board that flight a day after she knew there was a warrant issued for her arrest. Uh, but really, I mean, everything in this investigation really came together uh, to really connect the dots uh, to where we have a picture of her today uh, where she'll be, you know, where she's detained uh, in Costa Rica, awaiting deportation back to the United States, where then she'll be handed back over to the United States Marshal Service to extradite her back here to Austin. Uh, we went, when we learned about the information, we knew we had to be quick uh, because just like we learned from uh, foreign nationals yesterday evening uh, is that Caitlin Armstrong uh, changed her physical appearance just slightly. Uh, she cut her hair uh, about shoulder length, it's a little uneven on sides. Um, and she also dyed her hair to a darker brown color. Um, and we were also told that she had some type of bandage uh, over her nose area, uh, where she claimed that she had gotten into a surfboard incident here recently. Uh, we knew on this investigation that she was going to, or that she was frequenting uh, yoga studios uh, to better enhance herself with the profession, where she may have become a yoga instructor here in the near future. Uh, so she was getting really ready to establish that next part of her career. Uh, but like I said from the beginning, is we knew at that time that she wasn't in custody, but her freedoms were really starting to be restricted. And what I mean by that is she has to lose association with family members, close associates, uh, you know, and really start that new life that she's not comfortable with. And I think that was where it's noted uh, from foreign nationals to where she was arrested at a hostile hotel. Those hostile hotels are really uh, for those individuals uh, that travel independently um, and they are there in type of a dormitory housing uh, to where they can communicate with one another frequently. You know, where you've been, what's a good hot spot to go to, kind of really get the background of the area uh, because, you know, we know she had a language barrier. She, did, she wasn't Spanish speaking. Uh, in Costa Rica is a lot of Spanish speaking. So she probably facilitated there at the hostel for a lower price 
to really stretch your money uh, and to, you know, communicate with other international travelers, probably some from the United States, uh, to, that speak the common language. Uh, so all those things really had her bedded down in an area uh, where we were able to catch up with her uh, when originally the, early this week we were approximately 30 days behind her. So she wasn't laying low, she was out and about in the community. Did anybody recognize her and contact you guys? And will anybody be getting the reward money in this case? I will say we probably had over 80 tips in this particular case. Uh, some were great, that gave us a good background. Uh, nothing very specific as to where she is currently located at that time. Uh, but we will have to look through that. Uh, we have another division that collectively goes through those tips to see if someone needs to be paid some type of percentage on a tip. Um, but there was not a tip that specifically said she was at this location. Uh, it was really old-fashioned law, old law enforcement tactics, techniques that were used to really communicate information to the foreign nationals to facilitate uh, that type of arrest where she's now being detained on a immigration violation where she used that fraudulent passport when she entered the country of Costa Rica. Um, so, you know, now, now we'll await her deportation back to the United States. So what does the um, extradition process look like now? What's the timeline? Right now that's going to be left up to the Republic of Costa Rica. It's going to be up to those foreign officials whether they decide to you know, keep her in custody there based upon an immigration violation, or are they going to deport her back to the United States? And the Marshal Service uh, International Operations Branch will continue to communicate with that country um, to facilitate when and where she will be deported back to the United States. When she's handed back over to the United States Marshal Service, then we will extradite her back here to Travis County in Austin. There's been talk of a death penalty. What charges is she facing right now? You know, the charge that she's facing right now is for the homicide here uh, with the Austin Police Department and the federal warrant for the unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. That UFAP was filed early on in this investigation when we learned of the travel from the Austin Bergstrom International Airport uh, to the New York LaGuardia Airport. And we believe that it was a key component to be ahead of the game because we didn't know at the time when she traveled up to the northeastern side of the United States where she had fled. You know, there was a possibility of Canada. Uh, so we wanted to have that, that resource, that UFAP in hand, so that we could extradite her from wherever she would be back here to Austin, Texas. I just want to be clear, has anybody else been charged in connection to this case or at least been taken into custody detained? Yeah, at this time there's been nobody else um, that has been uh, taken into custody on, in the pursuit of Caitlin Armstrong. Uh, so that answers your question. Um, I know, and if you aren't able to answer specific, that's fine, but um, originally, it, you know, when we heard that she was seen at the New York Newark airport or heard she had been dropped off, originally it was unclear if she had actually flown on a plane. At what point was that realized that, oh, she did use that fraudulent passport and she did actually fly? I think early on we put that information out. We really didn't know that, that point of direction. Uh, you, we, we learned this through a confidential source that we interviewed face to face and we did not know if she was being deceptive with that person to where she she was dropped off at the airport and maybe took some type of transportation outside the airport just to disguise where she'd be going next uh, but then we we learned uh, earlier this week that based upon a search 
of another individual, we were able to determine that that individual's passport was used to obtain a flight from Newark to Costa Rica. Okay, and made that connection. Um, again, if you can't answer, that's yeah. okay. Um, with all, the way this all worked out, the, you know, the flight, uh, going to New York, flight out of New Jersey, this going to Costa Rica where she has kind of this yoga connection, does this feel like this was premeditated or, or planned in some sense, the actual crime ahead of time? You know, I don't know how much planning she had, but I will say that based upon what we know about this investigation now, what we continue to learn throughout the 43-day manhunt of Caitlin Armstrong um, is she was able to quickly facilitate means to get out of the United States uh, very quickly. And I say that with, you know, a day after being interviewed by Austin police, she sells that black Jeep Grand Cherokee. She gets 12200 She obtains a flight out of Austin goes to New York, stays there for four days. As soon as the warrant is issued, a day later she's leaving the airport uh, with a passport that she's able to come up with to think, how can I get out of the country? Um, and, you know, she was successful at that time. Uh, but eventually, you know, we were able to catch up with her there in Costa Rica with the assistance of uh, foreign nationals there in Co Costa Rica, or foreign officials there in Costa Rica. Um, and, I mean, that's, that's where we are today. But uh, you, can, you have an individual that sells the, the asset that she has readily available to her. That's the vehicle that is registered in her name. Uh, then gets that transportation in, to New York, fly to Costa Rica, uh, stay there for, you know, 30-something days, uh, and disguises her look. She cut her hair. She dyed her hair. Uh, she claims she had some type of injury from a surfboard um, on her, in her na nasal area. Uh, so all those things that go into play, I mean, she knew she had the warrant, uh, and I'm sure she watched a lot of the uh, coverage that was, you know, presented on or broadcasted on everybody's television of, in the hunt of, of Caitlin Armstrong. Um, so, you know, she, she knew exactly what was coming her way. Uh, we were just, you know, glad that we could safely apprehend her uh, so that all the questions that she has hopefully can be answered in a court. Last question I have, from what I understand, the town that she was found in, and I forget the name. Santa uh, Teresa? Yeah, kind of a remote area or, or a remote beach. Can you provide any more details about how you were able to zone in on that location? Yeah, like, like I say, it's old law enforcement techniques. Uh, those investigators here with the Lone Star Fugitive Task Force, the, the Marshal Service, uh, and other foreign, I mean, other federal, aid, let me redo that one. I don't want to say foreign. <laughs> Uh, old-fashioned law enforcement techniques uh, that were, you know, discussed and performed amongst the Marshal Service and other federal agencies that were then communicated to uh, the foreign government there in Costa Rica, foreign officials, uh, is really what put us there uh, within that Santa Teresa beach uh, because once she got to Costa Rica, she didn't really move around a lot. Uh, we knew she was going to be associated with some type of yoga studio, uh, when those foreign officials arrived at that yoga studio, they did find a handwritten uh, login uh, that was the same alias that she was going by when she traveled to Costa Rica. So once they developed that pattern, uh, it, it really opened up things and, and really quickly closed in on, on Caitlin Armstrong. As far as the paper trail with that identity, what else did you find? As far as paper trail, I mean, that, that was key, that, that passport to really put us... Uh, 
uh, there in Costa Rica with that direction. Uh, we do know, too, that they quickly discovered that, you know, Caitlin boarded a uh, bus from that airport to another known location. So they, they had a small paper trail that was leading down the road. Uh, and I think then once she established some type of uh, pattern uh, based upon her yoga practices, uh, they were able to kind of narrow in that vicinity uh, and just conduct surveillance. Uh, and then we knew that, you know, she'd probably be staying in some type of cheaper hotel uh, to really make her money stretch down the road. What's the name of that hostel? It's a hostel on Santa Teresa Beach. Yeah, I, I don't know the name of it. Couple, so so that, how they sent it to me was what I put in the presser because I don't even know how to say that word. <laughs> Did you I, say you had been in contact with the actual person who was behind that? The marshal yeah. service was in contact with an individual. Yes, marshal service. That person in trouble. Oh, like I said, right now, uh, we will take the facts that we have and present those to the prosecutors in this case. Uh, and that's all we'll say on that, because uh, I think there's still a lot of answers uh, or a lot of questions that need to be answered pertaining to that. Is that the same? All right. So there you have it. Straight from the U.S. Marshals' mouth themselves, Vegas. Your thoughts after hearing that for the first time. Gotcha, bitch. Well, that's, I mean, that's the, the really, that's how it breaks down. I mean, this, this chick, she was smart, but then she was dumb. I, I took it. She's smart because she, like he said, she had the warrant. She got released. She immediately boarded, you know, she sold her truck within a day. Then she boarded the flight from Austin to New York. I'm assuming she used her real name because that's how they knew she was in New York. So then she got a fake passport, or well, a real passport from somebody else that looks exactly like her. And I'll add in here that I'm under the impression that the sister lives in New York. I'm pretty certain. Yeah, yeah. I, I would assume something, Remember, so. there was something about the campsite and everything? Yes, yeah. So I, I would agree with that, because she, she used her real name and her real pa- or, uh, ID to go from Austin to New York. So obviously, she had to get it from New York to Costa Rica. She goes to Costa Rica. She she gets in there fine, but here's where the the dumb part is. She started living her life again. She started. He said she started frequently uh, yoga studios. She was gonna get uh, get a job as a yoga instructor there. Like she was she was trying to just redo her life again. And obviously through the back channels of the government CIA, uh, they found her and. They tracked her because it sounded at the end. It sounded like they were tracking her for a while, a couple days at least, uh, and then they finally. Yeah, she was under surveillance. Yeah, which so it's pretty obvious that she used the sister's passport. Yep, because he basically told us that without telling us that he said that the person is very looks much you know looks very similar to Caitlin, so that I'm sure would be the sister. And the sister, I'm sure, is going to face some sort of criminal charges. I, if she willingly gave the passport, yes. Now, if she was the one who, who gave the cops the name uh, and then they searched through the database and saw that, that her name was fl- you know, flown to Costa Rica, then she might not face charges. You think maybe the sister flipped? Well, yeah, I, I would think. Well, I mean, think about it. She could have flipped to stay out of trouble. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she yeah. she could have came and they could have said, "Well, listen, we're going to charge you with aiding and abetting a, a known fugitive." Blah blah blah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, 
and she could have been going to prison possibly. And she's like, Oh no, 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 no. I don't want that. So she's like, yeah, I, I did it. And you know, blah, blah, blah. So she's being held in Costa Rica right now because she used somebody else's passport to travel internationally. She's not being held because she murdered Mo Wilson. 43 days on the run. Wow. And we've been talking about this for, like I said, this is our fourth show. Yeah. So we've been talking about it for a month. Yeah. Yeah. She got away uh, and then she started, you know, then really the, the problem is she, she didn't jump. She went right there and stayed. Oh, you think she should have kept moving around? Well, or go there. She probably thought she was secluded enough to where she didn't need to move around. Well, but you got to figure if she used another person's passport and a name, it's going to pop up somewhere. How were they 30 days behind her? (laughs) That's crazy. He, He mentioned that. Yeah. He said we were 30 days behind. Yeah, she was li- she was living she her was life. She was moving quick, man. She yeah, was, she was starting a new life in Costa Rica. Yeah, under her assumed sister's name. Nobody else has been charged yet, but I'm sure we'll get some sort of charge from. I'm I'm assuming that there's going to be another Armstrong that that takes a fall here, unless she made a deal to not prosecute, or it's the father. Somebody's gonna another Armstrong's gonna take the fall is my prediction, or they're all gonna flip on her. Well, yeah, I mean, but you have to assume that there was an Armstrong that knew where she was. You, uh, you kind of have to assume that. Un- uh, yeah, unless she legitimately stole that passport, but I don't know where you keep your passport. You can tell the world, but. You know, most people don't keep their passport on the kitchen table. You know what I'm saying? Like, Correct. You, you don't just, oh, hey, there's a passport. I'm going to steal it. It's not like a wallet or an ID or something. So uh, I'm assuming she, the sister would have had to give uh, given it to her. Does Colin Strickland get out of this with no trouble? Because he's the one who did purchase the gun. I'm assuming he purchased it legal. I'm assuming that he purchased it legally. Yeah. If he didn't give it to her and didn't know that she had it. Apparently, he was, it, it sounds like um, he was cheating on Caitlin with Mo Wilson. Yeah, so why? I'm was, surprised he didn't get killed, too. I'm surprised she didn't kill them both. Well, he left. She ambushed Mo Williams. Wilson. Wilson, sorry. Mo Wilson. Mo Williams just to play basketball. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Wilson in the house. And 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 if he just dropped her off, he left. Well, I'm surprised she didn't kill her and then go and kill him. But well, I guess at that point, then we all know who really I mean, we know who did it. Because then you go hiding. I mean, well, innocent people don't run. Normally. Innocent no. people don't hide in Costa Rica. No. No. And yeah, plus it's another body trail. It's another so I'm so, timeline. I'm, I'm wondering why he was spared. Because he's also he would be somebody that would be uh, have pissed her off. Yeah, but you know, but maybe she, you know, maybe she just thought that this woman was was coming on to him, or he fed fed her some BS. I mean, I don't. You never know. I mean, if this chick was this chick's crazy enough to murder some chick by stabbing her, no, or shooting shoot her, her, yeah. 
But he he the the New York Post said that her living boyfriend Colin Strickland, who is thirty four, had a fling with Wilson and had snuck out on the day of the shooting to meet her when she was in Austin from San Francisco preparing for an upcoming race in Waco. So he snuck out. It was kind of a hush hush deal. Yeah. Well, I think she was just crazy and just killed the you know, killed the girlfriend, the mistress. Well, you know, I'm going to go out on this story saying the same thing that I said coming into this story, and she's still too pretty to be a murderer. She is. Don't get me wrong. She definitely did. But what a what a what a beautiful face just gone to waste. Innocent until proven guilty. Okay. Again, innocent people don't run. I agree, but she is not. I understand that you could say that, but first of all, you're not. This isn't here on this show. It's not. It's the. It's the public opinion. We're we're not the legal system. So we could say somebody would. We could say that somebody is clearly guilty. She'll have her day in court. But guilty people don't run. Guilty people don't sell their Grand Grand Cherokees to CarMax for undervalue. Well, it wasn't undervalued. No, they yeah, it, it was under fair market value. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think she was just trying to get the hell out of the hell out of Texas. Really, they should prosecute Carmax. Carmax because, had no idea. How no, are they supposed to know? They should have prosecuted Carmax for for, what? for offering somebody under fair market value. Isn't that illegal? Oh Jesus! Isn't that illegal? No. Yes, the Kelly Blue Book is what you're supposed to it's, offer somebody. It's whatever people will buy something yeah. for. Well, they should. Well, she she wanted to sell it for 12 G. She wanted to get out of town. She probably didn't say 12 G. She just probably they, they you go to CarMax and they say here's your here's my car and they say okay here's what we can offer you and you're like well, that's not fair market value jackass and they say okay well we'll have to give you fair market value otherwise it's illegal. CarMax. Where they'll buy your car, even if you don't buy theirs. And rape you, apparently, in the butt on the money. So we will continue to follow this Caitlin Armstrong case. I'm sure she will be extradited back to the States here and end up in Texas, hopefully before next week's show. No, we're not talking about her next week at all. Why? Because we don't need to talk about her. It's it's if it's she beating. Gets, if she no, gets extradited, no, we gotta talk about. No, it. No, we don't. It's beating a dead horse. Wow, she's not dead yet. No, but it's beating a dead horse. You've, we've talked about her four weeks in a row. She caught. She got caught. Great. Now until she actually goes to court, which she'll plead not guilty. She'll go to court. She'll plead not guilty, and then we can maybe talk about her. But until no. then, we don't need to talk about her. Oh, he's he's clearly putting his foot down. I'm clearly putting my foot because we don't know she's done. She got caught. Gotcha, bitch. We got her, and now we're done. A Pennsylvania man allegedly admitting to beating and strangling his girlfriend to death in front of her two young daughters as one of them pleaded, please stop, you are killing my mom. Thaddeus McGrath, 35, was charged with first and third degree murder and endangering the welfare of a child on Tuesday over the slaying of his 31-year-old girlfriend, Samantha Rementer. McGrath, who authorities said tried to kill himself in the aftermath like a bitch, admitted to murdering Rementer in their home on June 8th after she, quote, made me mad. 
according to a probable cause affidavit attained by the Courier Times. He allegedly told cops that he hit Rementor with a black stepladder and a lamp in her daughter's bedroom, and then allegedly strangled his girlfriend with the lamp cord. McGrath said Rementor's children, ages five and two, watched as the brutal slaying unfolded. Please stop, please stop, you are killing my mom, Rementor's elder daughter begged at the time. Authorities came across the gruesome scene after McGrath's mother alerted 911 after receiving a possibly suicidal call from him. Rementor's elder daughter opened the door covered in blood. Her younger sister was found sitting in a high chair inside the home. McGrath killed mommy because she was annoying him. And then McGrath shot himself accidentally, the elder daughter told police. Police found McGrath in one of the bedrooms with a gunshot wound to his face. He was still hospitalized at Philadelphia's Penn Presbyterian Medical Center as of Tuesday. Rementor was found dead in the bedroom with a blunt force trauma to her face and the lamp lamp cord still wrapped around her neck. So I, I don't know why we keep using the word allegedly. This man murdered Miss Rementor in front of her children, then unsuccessfully tried to take his own life, Bucks County District Attorney Matt Weintraub said. I cannot think of two more cowardly acts. He will now be made to pay uh, an exacting price for his crimes. The little, the, little, uh, the little girls whose father died of a heart attack in February of last year were in the custody of their maternal grandfather, authorities said. So now these two girls have lost their father and their mother. But what a way to lose your mother, actually witnessing it happen. These, these kids will be Trump. Well, I don't know about the two-year-old. Two-year-old, I think, will be. Yeah, it'll be okay. But, but the, the five-year-old, five, she, she's it. screwed. And, and honestly, forget this this is where I think the cops, they, they come in, uh, you know, they get a 911, and they see that the guy blasted his face. Okay, but he's still living, right? My my thing is we should legalize the cops to shoot him in the head. Oh yeah, they should have put him just put him down, yeah. strangle him, suffocate him. I don't care. Okay, this guy does not deserve to live. Don't give me the well. He's going to have his day at court. No, he obviously did it because he tried to kill himself. The the five year old, which again, what is a five year old going to lie? Five year old doesn't even know what the meaning of lying is, probably, and said oh he killed my mommy and you see mommy dead with a you know strangulation on the cord like no you should just suffocate this dude out snuff him out get rid of him yeah it should have been one of those things where it was like all right which one do you want to do it and then all the other cops like turn their backs yes and they don't see the other guy put him down that's how it should have went down yeah yeah and 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 another thing kind of like how tony soprano took out nephew chris Multisanti. You know, like he was kind of like on the edge and he just plugged his nose and brought him there. Yeah. That's what the cops should have done to this clown when they showed up and they seen him uh, hanging on for dear life. They should have just, you know, put their hand in a little shirt and then closed the nose and good night. Yeah. And, and how stupid is this guy? Like, 
I'm not talking about the the killing. I'm talking about you tried to kill yourself with a sh- what is it, a shotgun? Did they say they didn't say? They just said a shot. You tried to shoot yourself in the face and you still couldn't kill yourself. Yeah, you're an idiot. I don't know about you, but if I shot myself in the face, I would be dead. Well, like what well, you would if you really want to kill yourself with a gun. Everybody knows you just swallow the barrel. Well, yes. You don't. I mean, like, what is he trying to do? Like, point the gun at himself and and she put it to his head? No, let's get real, bud. If you put it to your head and your brain, you're almost you're you got to pull up. You got to pull up Bud Dwyer, and you got to swallow that the, the front of that gun, and you got to pull the trigger. Yeah. Well, obviously, he he tried to kill himself. I think we should have helped him. Uh, by not calling, I, I would have been like, you know what? I'm not going to call 911 right away. Well, well, let's just, guys, let's go outside, take a lap, take a breather, get ourselves, and then hopefully in 20 minutes he's dead. Unfortunately, I, I'm, I, I can't find a picture of what he looks like. Because whenever I, 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 I've looked him up doing his name search, Thaddeus McGrath, and I don't see a face. Yeah. Well, you probably don't see a face. Well, because he doesn't have a mugshot, because he blew his freaking face off. Oh, true, true. But they didn't even like post a picture of like him with, with the wife or anything or the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Well, the only only picture up I see has been the the mother with the two girls. Yeah, I have not seen it. I yeah, there is no mugshot. Obviously, it, that's probably why mugshot. because they don't want to like put him out there like. In the media, they're trying not to unless you get a mugshot. If you get a mugshot, then you're you're out there. But you know they they don't want to make you know they don't want to give you like a nice picture. Like oh here's a dude that just killed his girlfriend in front of her kids. Yeah, idiot. Yeah. He's actually a Massachusetts man. Oh yeah, but he he's in uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Well, maybe uh, somebody can go over there and hold the nose. Yeah, unfortunately, all I'm seeing. I'm not seeing any of these articles that mention his name. None of them have any photos. Well, he's an idiot. That's all. It doesn't matter what he looks like. No, I know it doesn't, but, you know, I'm just curious. That's all. I'm just wondering. But we here at uh, Ford in Vegas, I know I can say this on behalf of Vegas. We feel like uh, Mr. McGrath... uh, doesn't need a day in court, and um, we should just kill him, and uh, that'll be that. Mm-hmm. Take him out. An eye for an eye. In this case, yes. In some cases where you know they can have a trial, and then if they're found guilty, then we can take him out. But in this case, no, dude, you tried to kill yourself. We should have just let you. Just get rid of him. See ya. Waste of space. Cost the people of Pennsylvania money so we do have uh rage and rob here tonight he was not here last week but he is here this evening in the non-true crime portion of the broadcast vegas a grandmother solved her own murder how is that now how is that possible if she's already dead is she, did she, is she? Did we call the Ghostbusters? How did she solve her own murder? It sounds like an episode of the Twilight Zone or Ghost Hunters. 
a grandmother of four, according to the Arizona police, Pamela Martinez, 60, solved her own murder. Working as a food delivery driver, when police say a van pulled alongside her car, Martinez took a picture of the van and a man who approached her just moments before he shot and killed her. Police later identified the man in the picture as 62-year-old Rusty French. (laughs) Rusty French. And that is not a made-up name. He now faces one count of second-degree murder. Martinez took the final moments of her life and did the only thing she could think of and took a very clear photo. Officer Tiffany Nagula said during an appearance last night on News Nation Prime. We don't know what happened prior to that or what led up to that caused um, the altercation between them. Law enforcement used the photo recognition to identify French through the Arizona Department of Transportation. We initially brought him in and he told us that, yes, he remembered her taking a photograph of him. But all he could say was that he possibly blacked out and doesn't know what actually happened. Authorities recovered quite a few guns at French's residence. We're not really sure what triggered him. I mean, that's going to take a lot to shoot a complete stranger, authorities said. So we don't know why he did it. But Miss Martinez, the grandma of four, took a picture moments before she died. How insane is that? Think about that. Well, because she probably didn't know that she was going to die. And she that, knew something was wrong. Well, yeah. You just don't take pictures randomly. No, I know. But she knew something was going to happen. Probably thinking, he's going to fuck with me. I need to be able to remember who the vehicle was. You know what I'm saying? Like, she knew something was going to happen. I got to take a picture so I could be able to, you know, show it to the authorities that this man, you know, slapped me around or you know, did whatever, she's probably not thinking that he's going to walk up to the vehicle and, and, and kill her with a gun. Well, true. But my thing is, if you did kill her with a gun, she's dead. Take the freaking phone. So you're mad at this guy for not covering his tracks? No, I'm not mad at him at all. He claims I, I, he blacked out. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, because we I, I black out too, but I don't kill people. Okay, I go to sleep. You get blackout drunk. Yeah, I go to, yeah, I go to sleep. I don't remember the the bend, benders I'm on, but yeah. But the guy grabbed the phone, grabbed the phone and leave. You killed her. You, you blacked out my 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 ass. Well, it's actually a good thing that he isn't smart like you, because now we were able to they were able to get him. Well, yeah, because if he would have took the phone, I mean, they might have still got him because they could have checked her cloud or whatever. But they would have never checked her cloud for for anything. You wouldn't you wouldn't think that she would take a picture of him. But take the phone, and then you might be a free man. But no. You're an idiot, as most people are, because you pulled pull alongside of her while she was delivering the McDonald's, and you shot her. You shot her and killed her, and you, you blacked out. Yeah, okay. I, I would like Rusty to know. Rusty Trombone. I mean. Uh, <laughs> Rusty what, French. Rusty Pelt. Well, yeah, Rusty French. I would, I'm curious as to 
what events transpired. He must have maybe cut her off. There's got to be a reason why he was that angry. Maybe he just blacked out and he goes into fits of rage. Like Tourette's, he just randomly shoots people. That's his Tourette's. I don't know. I'm just, I mean. I was trying to see if I could find a picture of Rusty French. I can only imagine. Oh, there's Rusty French. Oh, yeah. He looks like a winner. There he is. See, because there's a mugshot. That's why you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Rusty French, you, sir, are going to jail. As you should, bud. Yeah. As you should. And if you're found guilty, you should probably... Like this one, you can't, this one, I wouldn't say, uh, go just put him down. I would say, go find him guilty and then put him down because you, you, just because you took a picture of him, unless, I mean, now we don't know what the picture was. It could have legitimately been, she takes a picture of him with the gun pointing at her. Now that's, I mean, pretty conclusive. Then you could probably just go shoot him, uh, in, in jail, but he already admitted to doing it. No, no. He no, he admitted that she took a picture. He said, "I remember her taking a picture, but I don't remember what happened after that. I blacked out." He never said I I shot her. Correct. So again, he'll go to court and he'll plead not guilty. And you know, we'll see what happens with Rusty uh Rusty French. Rusty French. What a name. That is a name. <laughs> that is That is a name. That is a name. That is definitely Rusty French. That is definitely a name. That that would be that either Rusty French is going to be a saxophonist or he's a murderer. I mean, there's it's one or two. You're gonna, if your name is Rusty French, you're going up to be in a band or you're going to be a murderer. Emmett, and he chose murdering Emmett Till. You know that name, Vegas? Oh, I think we all know that name. Yeah, yeah. not just because he was mentioned in a Kanye West song. A team searching a Mississippi courthouse basement for evidence about the lynching of black teenager Emmett Till has found the unserved warrant charging a white woman in his 1955 kidnapping and relatives of the victim want authorities to finally arrest her 70 years later. A warrant for the arrest of Carolyn Bryant Donham, who is identified as Mrs. Roy Roy Bryant on the document, was discovered last week by researchers inside a file folder that had been placed in a box. Documents are kept inside boxes by decade, but there was nothing else to indicate where the warrant dated August 29, 1955, might have been. They narrowed it down between the 50s and 60s, and they got lucky. The search group included members of the Emmett Till Legacy Foundation and two relatives, a cousin and the cousin's daughter. Relatives want authorities to use the warrant to arrest Donham, who at the time of the slaying was married to one of the two white men tried and acquitted just weeks after Till was abducted from a relative's home, killed and dumped in a river. Serve it and charge her. Terry Watts, who is the daughter of Emmett Till's cousin, said to the AP in an interview. Keith Bochamp, whose documentary film The Untold Story of Emmett Lewis Till preceded a renewed Justice Department probe that ended without charges in 2007, 
was also a part of the search. He said there's enough new evidence to prosecute Dunham. Dunham set off the case in August of 55 by accusing the 14-year-old Till of making improper advances at a family store in Money, Mississippi. A cousin, uh, cousin of Till who was there said Till whistled at the woman, an act that flew in the face of Mississippi's racist social codes of the era. Evidence indicates a woman, possibly Dunham, identified Till and the men who later killed him. The arrest warrant against Dunham has was publicized at the time, but get this, Vegas. The Leflore County Sheriff told reporters that he did not want to bother the woman since she had two young children to care for. Well, now she's in her 80s and doesn't have two young kids to care for and has most recently been living in North Kakalaki. Donham has not commented publicly on calls for her prosecution, but Terry Watts said that the Till family believes the warrant accusing Donham of kidnapping amounts to new evidence. This is what the state of Mississippi needs to go ahead. District Attorney Dwayne Richardson, whose office would prosecute a case, declined comment on the warrant, but cited a December report that the Till case from the Justice Department, which said no prosecution was possible. Contacted by the AP on Wednesday, LaFleur County Sheriff Ricky Banks said, this is the first time I've known about a warrant. Banks, who was seven years old when Till was killed, said nothing was said about a warrant when a former district attorney investigated the case five or six years ago. I will see if I can get a copy of the warrant and get with the DA and get their opinion on it, Banks said. If the warrant can still be served, Banks said he would have to talk to law enforcement officers in the state where Donham resides, which most recently was North Kekalaki. Arrest warrants can go stale due to the passage of time and changing circumstances, and one from 1955 almost certainly wouldn't pass muster before a court, even if a, even if a sheriff agreed to serve it, said Ronald J. Reichlack, who is a law professor at the University of Mississippi. But combined with any new evidence, the original arrest warrant absolutely could be an important stepping stone toward establishing probable cause for a new prosecution. If you went in front of a judge, you could say, once upon a time, a judge determined that there was probable cause and much more information is available today. If you don't know the story, Till was from Chicago, was visiting relatives in Mississippi when he entered the store where Dunham, then 21, was working on August 24, 1955. A Till relative who was there, Wheeler Parker, told AP that Till whistled at the woman. Dunham testified in court that Till also grabbed her and made a lewd comment. Probably not. Two nights later, Dunham's then-husband, Roy Bryant, and his half-brother, J.W. Millam, showed up armed at the rural Leflor County home of Till's great-uncle, Mose Wright, looking for the youth. Till's brutalized body, weighted down by a fan, was pulled from a river days later in another county. His mother's decision to open the casket so mourners in Chicago could see what had happened helped galvanize the building civil rights movement of the time. Bryant and Millam were acquitted of murder, of course, but later admitted to the killing in a magazine interview. While both men were named in the same warrant that accused Dunham of kidnapping, authorities did not pursue the case following their acquittal. 
Wright testified during the murder trial that a person with a voice lighter than a man's identified Till from inside a pickup truck and the abductors took him away. Other evidence in FBI files indicates that uh, earlier that same night, Dunham told her husband at least two other black men were not the right person. Vegas, 1955. If you're asking me, I say, why not pick this chick up and let's bring her ass to trial? Well, you would. Ha- it, it, it's very complicated. You you can't use that warrant. It's not that simple. No, you can't. Oh. Use, you can't use that warrant. You you have to look at all the evidence. You have to go in front of a judge and get a new one. Yeah, and and also you have to have probable cause. And then also she's living in a different state. Time has passed. These obviously the two other people. Um, they I don't know if they're dead or not. They they're might, both dead. Okay, they're both dead anyway. But you couldn't prosecute them anyway because no. double jeopardy can't do it. No, uh, but, but they're you already could, dead. You could. You could. You prosecute could, her though. Yeah, for kidnapping. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to get her for murder. See that I I don't know uh, because she said they said the warrant was for kidnapping uh, her and her the two other men that were acquitted of murder yeah so yes you could do that for sure you'd have to have a judge and a da a district attorney or state's attorney or whoever uh that would want to prosecute the case uh but my th- i i mean I, I could see as a family member definitely wanting to do this oh a member of the till family yes for absolutely. sure absolutely for sure because they don't have they they don't know who killed them they don't know what happened exactly well, they know who killed them those guys admitted to killing him. Well, okay. But, but they just want her to have her day because yeah. she was let off the hook. Imagine that, being let off the hook because you have two small children. Well, that's... It's only because it's 1955. And she was white. And she was white and yeah. he was black. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, agreed. Uh, but so you know who killed him. So you're going to try to get her on the kidnapping charge. I don't know... What is the statute of limitations of kidnapping? I think the Till family just wants someone to face justice. I know, but what I'm saying, though, is if it's kidnapping, because yeah, murder, there is no statute of limitations. You could be char- you could be murder, and it's been a, you know 500 years if you live that long. But uh, I'm, I'm going to see what the statute of limitations uh, of kidnapping is. In... The state of, we'll see, it's at North Carolina. But it was or, in Mississippi. Or is it Mississippi? It's in Mississippi. Well, they got to talk to, they have to talk to North Carolina, right? Didn't they say that? They have to talk to, to North Carolina. Yeah. It, it's interesting because we, we live in that time, right? Where we're still very, um, with the help of people in power and the media, we're still in a time where it's it's painted this picture of of white versus black. Even though this happened in 1955, you're going to be able to get a lot of similarities between what happens in 2022. Mm-hmm. As much as we've come along as a country, some people feel like we haven't come along enough. So I I feel like there may be some re- renewed you know uh renewed interest in trying to do 
something to this woman for her involvement in in that crime. Yeah. If they go, it, it's going to be very hard to prove. It's going to be dicey. But in Mississippi, uh, it's two years for misdemeanors and five years of felonies, but there is no time limit for in Mississippi for murder, kidnapping, rape, burglary, robbery, larceny, and several well, other Well, there series. you go. So they can do it. But it they sounds have, like it. But they have to get because she doesn't live there anymore. Yeah. She, they have to get North Carolina. Now, to, will North Kakalaki protect this woman? They have no idea who she is. For, I, I would. Who not. knows? But I, it, it's going to be very. It's it's going it's very emotional. But it as a as a law, you know, as, as a lawyer, uh, you know, and stuff. It, is it worth? I shouldn't say worth. That's a bad word. Is it? Are they able to do it? Because if I'll they, edit that out later. Yeah, well, no, you can leave it in. I know, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, I'm not going to edit it Yeah, out. don't edit it out. <laughs> but if if they prosecute her and she gets found not guilty because they don't have sufficient evidence or anything like that, now now the family's even worse off because now they, they reopened the case, they charged her because they found this other warrant, uh, and, and, he, and she got off. So now, you know, now I think, would that hurt more, do you think? I mean, I don't know. I mean, if, if you had somebody, I think if they bring, I think if they brought it to court again, and I don't think they're losing. I don't. It's not 1955. Well, no, it and it I wouldn't. No, it's lose. not. Yeah, but it's not about white black. It's it's about do do they have enough? No, evidence? I'm saying I say that because the two guys that did the crime got away with it, and they ended up actually they did the crime. Yeah, so, so that's what I'm saying. So it's not 1955 anymore. They're not. She, what I'm saying is, is that if if they had enough evidence and they could legally bring a case forward, if they brought a case forward, there is not a jury on the planet that would find her not guilty. I don't think they'll have even close to enough evidence. You can't call these other two people that admitted to it. Then the defense is going to say, "No, we have th- we have an interview though of these two people admitting that they did this." So why are you prosecuting somebody else when they've already admitted that they killed him? And reasonable expectations could assume that they also kidnapped him. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm I'm not yeah, saying this know. chick's guilty or not. I mean, if, if she is, she deserves to go. You know. Well, I mean, she's definitely guilty of. Probably that makes no sense, right? Because I said definitely guilty. guilty, probably, but then said probably she's probably guilty of fabricating the story. Yes, but you can't. I know unless you go with lying on the stand perjury, but yeah, I, but I'm assuming the statute limitations because the the people are already dead that did the crime. I would assume a defense. She's would, the only one left. Yeah, I would assume a defense would eat that up and say, well, we have people in a written statement. It's not just hearsay that somebody told it's in a factual uh, article that they admitted to doing it. So, you know. What we like to do every week on this show, and if you're listening, thanks. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening. But we'd like to close out with a cold case. I feel like cold cases are... And they usually involve um, happy endings and not the happy endings that Vegas is used to. Like people with smiles on their faces. I'm the also, only one that's got a smile on my face. Also a lot like the happy endings that Vegas is used to. A serial killer already on death row in Oklahoma pleaded guilty Wednesday to three cold case murders in Texas. 
and was sentenced to life in prison. His name is William Lewis Reese. He's 62, first uh, pleaded guilty in a courtroom in Galveston in the 1997 slangs of 12-year-old Laura Smither and 17-year-old Jessica Kane. He was then transferred to nearby Angleton to enter a guilty plea in the disappearance and murder of 20-year-old Kelly Cox. In each of those three cases, Reese received a life sentence which cannot be appealed. 25 years is an awfully long time to be waiting for justice, and there were a number of years in there where we truly didn't think we'd ever see this day, said Laura Smither's mother, Gay Smither. What was her name? Gay Smither. I didn't know that could be a name. Yes, it's an old, old-timer name, an old-timey name. Reese was serving a 60-year sentence for the 1998 Texas kidnapping of Sandra uh, Sandra. Sapa in 2016 when he began cooperating with investigators on other cases. In 2021, he was sentenced to death for the 1997 killing of 19-year-old Tiffany Johnson in Oklahoma City. Reese carried out the killing spree in Texas and Oklahoma over a five-month period in 1997 after he had already served 10 years in Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State Prison for raping two women. Smither failed to return from a morning jog in Friendswood in April of 97. Her remains were found more than two weeks later, about 30 miles away in a retention pond in South Houston. On July 15, 1997, Kelly Cox, a 20-year-old criminology student at the University of North Texas, was leaving a tour of a Denton jail when she discovered she has locked her keys in her car. Cox walked to a nearby gas station to call her boyfriend. She was never seen alive again, leaving behind a young daughter. Just two weeks later in Bethany, Oklahoma, Tiffany Johnston, a 19-year-old newlywed, was abducted from a car wash. Her body was discovered the following day in a field in Yukon. She had been raped and strangled. In August of 97, Jessica Kane went to a party to celebrate her performance in a high school musical. Her truck was later found abandoned near her home on Tiki Island, Texas. In October of that year, Reese was arrested for the aggravated kidnapping of Sapaw. He was convicted of that crime in 98 and sentenced to 60 years in prison. While he was serving his term in Texas, investigators in Oklahoma linked Reese to Johnson's rape and murder and charged him in that case. Hoping to secure a more lenient sentence, Reese began talking to the authorities and confessed to the murders in Texas after getting a promise from a ranger that prosecutors would not seek the death penalty. In the spring of 2016, Reese led cops to Keynes' remains in a pasture in South Houston and to Cox's remains in Brazoria County. In court Wednesday, some of the victim's relatives gave emotional impact statements describing the anguish of their loss. Gay Smither, Laura's mother, thanked her daughter's killer for telling the truth about what happened and told him she forgave him after languishing in a prison of anger and rage. Uh, Alexis Bynum, Cox's daughter, who was just 19 months old when her mother was murdered, said that she had spent years searching for her missing mom. At the end of the day, we're able to shut the chapter on this part of it and not have to worry about him hurting anyone else, Bynum said. 
So there's our cold case for this week. Yeah, I... That I, was something else, huh? <laughs> you weren't expecting that, were you, bud? Well, it, but it seems like that he let him on in, two, in what, in 2000? Like, it's 2022. Like, no, no, 2016. Okay, so f- it took... It took that many years to, to finally put him to court. The dude's already going to die. Why, why do you always have a problem with the time frames? I've noticed that every time we talk about these, you're like, well, in 2008, they knew this. Well, you yeah. don't like the time. Things move slow, Vegas. They move slow. Yeah. I mean, I, again. What I, blew my mind is that they didn't find the remains. These people disappeared in 97. This guy hid them so well, they, they didn't find them until he took them there in 2016. 97, you and I were 14. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I have a problem with the time frames because what, why you, you found, he took you to bodies, admitted that he killed them. And then you took, you know, this many years to finally send him to court. And then he gets three life sentences, which he's already sentenced to death. So really it doesn't mean shit. Wow. That he gets three life sentence. I that that's like that's the problem. Like he's already sentenced to death. I understand the the closure for the families that say this guy killed your kids. But or I mean I guess one was an adult, but uh he's already sentenced to death. He's already dying. So well, I mean, he's sentenced to death. Who knows if he's actually gonna die? Because, you know. People don't want the death penalty anymore, so who knows if he's ever actually going to face the needle? Uh, he should, but who knows I think if he's he is? In the, I think he's in the right state. He's in Oklahoma. Yeah, and yeah. Texas. Well, yeah, yeah, but I think he's on death row in Oklahoma, though. There's a difference. You can't just get killed in Texas when you're on death row in Oklahoma. It doesn't work like that. Here's a Vegas's mugshot of the week. Vegas, tell us why you chose this poor asshole. Well, I chose this guy because... Well, a couple reasons. One, it's coming up here in a day, uh, and when you hear this, it'll be July. So I thought uh, Christmas in July, and when I came across this mugshot, I'm saying, where? why is Santa's elves on vacation getting arrested for solicitation of prostitution? If you look at this guy, his ears are definitely elf-shaped. His face is round and small. I'm going to go with he's one of Santa's elves. I don't know who because he has a lot of them. But Santa, control your elves. This guy, he's going to prostitution. He's going to prostitutes. <laughs> he's going to prostitutes. He goes, he's going into prostitution. He's trying to find. <laughs> apparently, there's no um, female elves in, at the North Pole. Or or Santa doesn't allow uh, inter-elf relations. Because this guy's coming down to California trying to get... Uh, Trying to get some, you know what, uh, and he gets uh, busted because it happens to be a cop. So I thought you picked him because of his mutton chops. No, no, no. Okay, no, he. Well, his mutton chops, yeah, but not. Those are some chops, bro. Those are some chops, uh, but obviously he's an elf. So Santa control the elves. I mean, at least the elves could sodomize the reindeer, I guess. All right, let's go to Raging Rob's music minute. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program to bring you a special bulletin. Listen up. It's time for Rage Rob's Music Minute. You do want to be a part of that, don't you? Region Rob with your music minute. All right, let's get right to the big news of the week. Scumbag extraordinaire R. Kelly was sentenced to 30 years in prison, plus $140,000 in fine for his role in sex trafficking crimes 
and federal racketeering. Kelly, in a letter to the judge before the, the sentence was handed down, um, tried to play the victim, saying his lawyer says he's in poor health and he's destitute and blah, blah, blah. He's a real scumbag piece of shit, R. Kelly is. Uh, he probably should have got life uh, for being a disgusting human being, but we will see. So 30 years, he'll be in his 80s or so before he's even up for parole. So good, hope he rots in hell, and he gets raped many, many times. Uh, for Beyonce fans, well, those who don't know, she has a new kill me album coming out this year um and she shared a picture of the album cover now i used to be a fan of beyonce back in the destiny child's days when she uh, didn't stab her friends in the back and turn a total piece of shit but anyways, her new album cover is basically her naked. I mean, she's got something, a piece of cloth on, um, but and she's on top of a shiny horse. Um, you know, she's fine. I mean, I don't think she's all that talented. And clearly, everything is about sex with her. She's got to sell sex, sell sex, sell sex uh, for people to pay attention to her. So yeah, check out that photo. I think it's disgusting. Have a little more class, especially for somebody as, as uh, popular and prominent and successful as you are. Whatever, dude. I think that the photo is absolute trash but check that out if you're so interested also in trash news now i'm i've always been a green day fan um and i'm really, i'm not going to change i enjoy their music but lead singer billy joe armstrong last week at a concert in london had told fans that he's renouncing his american citizenship after hearing about the roe v verse wade overturned by the supreme court armstrong who ironically lives in california where they will still kill babies by the bunches every day because it's a state-by-state -state basis and he's a moron um so if he he loves killing of babies in california they will still do that every single day um but yeah he's gonna announce his american citizenship apparently moved to the uk now we know all these celebrities and idiots have been saying this for years and years that the trump hate oh i'm gonna move out of the country is it likely that he's gonna move to the uk well if he does apparently he didn't know that there are uh, restrictions on abortion in the uk are just as strong if not stronger than the ones here in america so he's obviously an idiot and uh yeah good luck and we know you're not moving to the uk billy joe armstrong you sound like a fool and an idiot so stick to your music and this has been your music minute so researchers uh ford at cambridge university over there in england you love england because you say process uh found that men that's right men you and i like to do chores I don't like to do chores, I don't know about you, but men from seven European countries were found to have an improved sense of well-being and work-life balance, as well as less work-life conflict if they helped more around the house. But the, here's the thing. Researchers were expecting women to be happier when their partners shuddered uh, more of the, or shouldered, not shuddered, shouldered huh. more of the workload, but found that it made basically no difference to them. So. Wow. That tells me, don't do any chores because the women don't give a crap. Now this one, this I kind of found. This is found funny, and you know when when uh, people drink and drive, you know, and they get into a car accident. Like there's four people, ev all all three, uh, like three people die, but the driver survives because they were drunk. Always, like yeah, it's like the the like when you're drunk, you have you don't tense up, so you don't die. Yeah. Well, over there, uh, in uh, Poland, a man was hit by a train and he was drunk and you know what happened to him he got up and walked away <laughs> yes so a conductor saw a man uh, in the track in front of him and slammed on his brakes the train was unable to stop and went right over the top of the guy 
Jesus. So didn't just nudge him. He went over the guy. Uh, the engineer was afraid to look as he wow. was sure the man was dead. I would have thought so, too. But guess what? He wasn't. The train roll. Uh, the train crew had to shake the man out of this out of state of intoxication and consciousness. Once alert, the man got up, grabbed his booze bottle and was on his way completely uninjured. Wow. It's amazing. So that tells Good you. Good for you, bud. <laughs> I'm so drunk. I walk in front of a train and it rolls me over and I'm good to go. Good for you. I'm people. We don't don't, don't try. Yeah, that. we don't recommend trying that. Don't try that at home. Yeah, good for you, guy. Yeah. Now I know this is near and dear to your heart. Uh, if you if you ever think people listening, if you ever think your vacation photos uh, on social media is somehow bringing pleasure to your friends back home, you're wrong. According to a survey, overwhelming majority, 73%, are annoyed when they see others' vacation photos on social media. Yeah, I can see that. However, the poll also revealed some hypocrisy. Uh, of the people surveyed, 77% say that they post vacation pictures themselves. So they don't get so people don't give a shit about your vacation, but they expect you to give a shit about their vacation. Which I know you hate baby pictures on Facebook. That's why I don't have Facebook. That's, yeah, that's one reason why you don't have Facebook. It's like the main reason. I don't want to see your ugly kids. There are some cute kids, though. Very little. But you still don't want to see them. No. Yeah. So this is this is great. I, I, I am so excited to, to say this and to read this news. So a study found there is no link, zero, nada, no way between butter and cardiovascular disease. Oh, and then butter me up, butter cakes. Yeah. Now, high cholesterol and heart attacks, well, that's to be determined. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So you might not die of cardiovascular disease. You might die of a heart attack. So eat your butter at your own risk. I use my butter to shave. Okay. Just rub the stick on my face. I thought you were going to elaborate. And then that. shave. That's that's weird. You don't have shaving cream? It's a Seinfeld reference. Yeah, I know, but still, you, you didn't know that. No, I did. You didn't I, know shit. I did, but you didn't I, know. No, that. but the problem is, I who be- did it? Who used it? Who used it? Yeah, uh, Jerry. Nope. Yeah, it I was know. Kramer. I, I, <laughs> See, you didn't know. No, I didn't. You didn't know. But I knew. I but knew. Yeah. I knew you didn't do it. No. But I was hoping you would say, "Yeah, I do it," because then I can. Make I fun don't, of but you. I would love to try it. <laughs> I mean, it probably would work. I mean, it would. So- I mean, yeah. It, yeah, I can't see why just it wouldn't work. Yeah, just don't after you shave. Just don't go out and try to get a tan because you might cook yourself a little bit. Kramer also did that in that episode. Yeah, he. I remember. He fell asleep t- on the roof and he buttered himself up as his as his uh, tanning. It's his sun lotion. I do remember him being burnt. Yeah. Uh, now, seven in ten Americans, seventy percent, say they have snacks with them at all times. Mm. I'm looking at you, women, because. I don't have any pockets for snacks. You got raisins in your pocket right now. Those aren't raisins. Oh, those aren't raisins. Yeah. Uh, here's one that I kind of find uh, is funny. Uh, a five-year-old Italian boy. Now, this, this is, it's finally Italian. It's not Brazil. It's not you China. know Ohio. It's usually or China. China. Yeah, China or Ohio. Yeah. Uh, Italian boy destroyed several hundred dollars because of his grandfather. The boy took the money from the father's wallet and ripped it up. He completely shredded the cash and threw the pieces out the window. The boy claimed that he was inspired by his grandfather, who told him that money is not very important in life, but loving each other is. Very nice. Also, a couple days later, they found the grandfather murdered. Oh. They let the son live? Yeah, because the son's five. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit the subscribe button, and don't forget to like the video. 
Also, if you're on the go, you can subscribe to this show as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening to the podcast, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And if you want to watch this show, you could do so. Just go to FordInVegas.com and click on the YouTube link. This show in podcast form is also ad-free for just $3 a month, which goes to supporting the show. Simply go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Ford in Vegas. If you want to buy a Vegas, uh, a Ford in Vegas shirt to show your support, you could do so at shopfordinvegas.com. For the ladies and the gents out there, we recommend always choosing premium soft. That gives you the highest quality. And there is a sale, a 20% off sale starting on Friday. Use the promo code America22 and you will save yourself 20%. So go ahead and buy a Ford and Vegas shirt this weekend. And you could follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at FV True Crime. He's Vegas. I'm Ford. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Keep your eyes peeled and your ears open. And we'll see you guys next week right here on Ford in Vegas, a true crime podcast 